Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. So Stephanie is looking for a second date update with a guy named Clint. Hey, Stephanie, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Doing good. So kind of walk us through from the beginning because I was reading your email and I guess this goes back a bit. Yeah, I actually met him on Match back in February and we went out once before COVID hit. Okay. And our date was so great. I was so excited about the possibilities with him. And then boom, no more in-person meetings. Yeah. I mean, that must have been hard. Yeah, we were pretty disappointed about it, but... Knew it was necessary that we stay apart physically. For sure. But you guys stayed in touch, though, right? Yeah, we kept talking and texting and FaceTiming. Well, that's good. Yeah, we were really getting to know each other, and we were both excited for the stay-at-home orders to be lifted so we could get together again. I would imagine. Was there a point where you finally felt safe to do that? I mean, I know a lot of people have been venturing out, but with his underlying health condition and you working on the front lines, did you feel safe enough to do that? It finally happened a week ago. Oh, good. Yeah, we both decided to play it safe, so we ordered out and ate it in my backyard. And how'd that go? He was over at my place for three hours. Oh. Great food. <laughs> so I guess that's good. Yeah, great conversation. Lots of laughs. Nice. We did continue to social distance, so no making out or anything. Well, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Well, at least you got to was- like be in each other's presence. Yeah, I really thought the whole evening was lovely. So how did it end? Because you said you guys didn't make out or kiss or anything. He was there for about three hours. Did it seem like he was open to seeing you again? Were there any signs that maybe he was about to distance? No, I mean, it seemed like he was really into it. But when he left my house that night, he stopped responding to my text messages and my calls. Hmm. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. I feel like I waited so long and finally got to see him, and then he's gone. And since he left, like, there's been no communication whatsoever? None. You reached out, and he didn't even, like, yeah. he, he didn't even give you a blow-off text? No, nothing. I, I texted him. I'm like, hey, I hope everything's okay, and nothing. No text, no nothing. That's the worst. 
Yeah. And it's not like he was in any hurry to get out of there because he hung out for three hours. And in your impression of that three hours was it was good, like it, it was a great reunion. and Yeah, there was no indication that something was off. I guess all that's left is to just call him up, right? Yeah, I'm hoping so. I'd love to find out what happened. All right, well, let's do this then. Uh, we'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll call Clint. Hopefully he's okay. I'm hoping he didn't get sick or something. Right. Heaven forbid. Then we'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll call Clint, and we'll do it next. The second date update continues here at Cincinnati's Q102. So Stephanie and Clint, they actually met on match way back, what'd you say, was it February or March or something? It was before coronavirus hit. It was in February. February. So you had one date, which was great. You made plans to get together again, but then coronavirus hit. You're working on the front lines, and he's got underlying health conditions, so you kind of had to go through the whole FaceTiming thing and phone and text messages and things like that. So it had been weeks since you guys had seen each other, but you kept in touch and kept talking, correct? Correct. So fast forward to about a week ago, they finally get together, they have this nice dinner in her backyard, pulls out all the stops, great to see him, he hangs out for three hours, everything's feeling good, but you're still socially distancing, right? You're still being responsible, so there's no physical contact, right? No physical contact. Okay, so he leaves, and you never hear from him again. Like Nothing at all, nothing at all. What happened? I don't know, that's what I'm hoping to figure out. All right. I thought, yeah. Okay, you ready to make the call then? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Hello? Clint. Yeah, who's this? He is alive and well. It is Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> Jeff and Jen? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Are you healthy? It's, it's, I'm great, man. I can't believe you guys are calling. I, I would assume you're calling for a second date update. Always, so, brother. Always. Oh, my God, man. What's going on? I, I, you know, this was the most... I went to her house, and it was the most bizarre night I've ever had on a date. It was just crazy, man. I mean, did she tell you that she lives with her ex-husband? Wait, what? She lives with her ex-husband. Apparently, he moved in when the coronavirus hit. Hold on. We can't be talking about the same person. Are we talking about Stephanie? She's got two beautiful kids, you know. Uh, Dude, I don't don't even think. I'm not even sure we're talking about the same person. Stephanie, do you have an ex-husband and two kids living with you? I do. You (laughs) How did that not come up? Hi, Stephanie. 
So you got you're going to put me on the radio now? Well, I mean, with your permission, that? I mean, help us sort this out because I'm completely confused. Stephanie, you didn't say anything about an ex-husband and two kids that were living with you. I didn't want to scare anybody off. Well, that ship has already sailed. Not only does I mean, she has kids. They've been staying together, right? They're flirting with each other. They drink wine every night. They have like a little dance party and they're dancing. I mean, this thing is like, they're like a you know nuclear family. This is all while you were there? While I was there. I felt like some kind of, you know, homewrecker. Like I was coming in, I was breaking up the, the, the family evening. Like, you know, yeah, know. like kind of like a fifth wheel or, I don't know. Right, or just like, you know, like a brother-in-law or something, you know, <laughs> that comes over, like, totally bizarre. I, you know, I tried to express it to her. But, you know, when something's so weird and somebody is just so accepting of the weirdness, yeah, you don't really feel like you should, you know, oh, I'm going to explain to you how weird this whole situation is. Well, that's like, kind of what you, I was going to ask you. I mean, she said that you spent three hours at this place, so as weird as it must have been initially. It doesn't seem like you were in any hurry to get out of there, given the circumstance. Well, I had a glass of wine, you know, in the first hour, and somehow that glass of wine got me through that hour. Right. And just, you know, I, I was kind of almost tripping you uh-huh. know, off the wine buzz. I mean, it was just kind of like a state of shock. And then probably the last hour and a half or so, she threw out some crackers and cheese or whatever, and I said, oh, I may as well get something to eat, right? Yeah. And then the last hour and a half was just, how do I get out of here? You know, yeah. like, how do I get, extract myself from this situation? You know? Wow. So you almost and, felt like you were intruding into this family right. situation. Like, her husband's name is Felipe. He seems like a nice guy. Oh, well, that's good. You know, I don't have anything against the dude, and he seems like a great dad and everything. Like, I just I felt like, I, like you said, like I was, you know, some kind of peeping Tom. It felt ridiculous. To be honest with you. All right. Well, so, well, Stephanie, what's the story with you and your ex-husband? Like, are, are you together? He's, he's saying he's your ex-husband, but you guys seem like a... Fun- they do the lombada, what? like, in the house. He just grabs her like they're doing the tango. No. And I'm like, what the hell is this? He's just my ex. There is nothing going on between us, I swear to you. That's also a reason why I didn't want to mention anything, because there's nothing going on, and there never will be. Yeah, but, I I mean, what's he doing there if there's nothing going on? For the kids, we have a very good co-parenting relationship, and they need us. So so you plan to physically live in the same house indefinitely, or he was just there visiting that night? No, we've been able to remain a family after the divorce, and um, he's, he's been there for a while. He plans on being there for a while, and we're actually better off as friends. It's been working. He's, he's a big guy. He's, like, real muscular. <laughs> and, you, and, Steph, you should tell him to, like, put on a shirt. You know, when you're having a date in the backyard, just throw on a shirt. So, Stephanie, how does he feel, how does your ex feel about you dating other men and bringing him to the house? Well, like I said, there's nothing going on between us, so he doesn't care as long as, you know, as long as we stay away. We're outside. The kids are inside. Everyone's happy. Well, I mean, how do you feel about this, Clint? I don't want to, like, just, I, I feel like, I mean, how do you feel about it? Like, I, I let me ask you as a what, man. What, me personally? Yeah, I mean, it just seems it, it, well, like for me, it, would it was seem, so unnecessary. Well, for me, I would have to see what the dynamic is like between the two. I mean, if they genuinely seem to me like they've moved past all their 
ish. You know what I'm saying? But this is a second date. You know, it's not like her and I are married now and the ex comes over to see the kids. It's the second date and this guy's shirtless doing the lambada. It was super hot outside. He just started to shut off for a little bit. It seemed like it was pretty hot inside. Our fans were broken. So he can't put on like a life beater? Wow. I've got to stare at this guy's pecs all night. So this yeah. is kind of stuck in your head now, Clint. You feel like this is something you can't move past, despite the fact that Stephanie is saying, listen, there's nothing Look, going on. We're, we're just co-parenting here. Right. I think he's probably a good guy. I think he took his shirt off because he knows he's jacked. Do you think that was a passive-aggressive way of intimidating you or trying to make you feel small or marking his territory? It was alpha dog type behavior. You know, wow. like this is, you know, this is my territory. You're just a rogue dog yeah. coming in for some scraps, right. right? I'm the alpha dog. I mean, I'd like to think if I was in the same situation, I could be adult about it. But if this guy is clearly flirting with his ex-wife, which he's supposed to be on a date with you and taking his shirt off and they're dancing, you know, this guy was clearly trying to send a message. Uh, look, he's a good guy, you know, he's a good dad, whatever. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's just not conducive to any type of, you know, humble or but just a, it just didn't work out. Okay. Steph, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're uncomfortable. You know, I, I, it's going to stay this way. So he's not moving out anytime soon. huh? No, not anytime soon. Well, Clint, thanks for taking the phone call, man. Thanks for being a listener. We appreciate it. And if you ever find yourself in a similar situation, don't hesitate to give us a call. All right, man. All right, buddy. Take care. You too. And Stephanie, good luck to you and your ex. Thank you so much for everything. All right, anytime. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right. So if you need a little help with the second date update, it's really, really simple. All you have to do is send us an email, Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. I just saw some video of uh, of a woman losing her cool at a Trader Joe's. She kind of flipped out. A woman in L.A. is shopping at a Trader Joe's without a mask. And uh, she was asked by the employees to uh, please wear a mask if you're going to shop here. For the safety of our employees and the other patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're asking all of our customers to wear masks, and uh, she said no. I guess. But it was for a health reason, wasn't it? Didn't she? Doesn't she? She have said a she had a breathing problem. Issue. Yeah, which who knows? Maybe she does. So, video of this, it became, I guess, a confrontation. This is the day the Trader Joe's reopened, so they've just reopened. And now a video of her freaking out when she's asked to leave is going viral. She throws her basket on the ground, called people in the store Democratic pigs, and then uh, claimed that she has a breathing problem and can't wear masks. Y'all, Karen is showing out in Trader Joe's. She does not have on a mask, and somebody said, leave. This is opening day of Trader Joe's in North Hollywood. This is Karen. She doesn't sound like she has a breathing problem. 
Well, she probably, if she did, she's out in the parking lot hyperventilating at this <laughs> point in time. And yeah, I guess. You, poke, you poke the bear, do you know how many more moist droplets are spewing out of her mouth now oh, yeah. than if you would have just let her, let her be? Leave her alone? Let her, let her pick up her meat or whatever? Meanwhile, the woman in San Diego who wouldn't wear a mask and try to shame a Starbucks barista for not serving her has responded to the backlash. She's now saying that she never threatened him. And, uh, you know, she's worried that forcing people to wear a mask, nobody's forcing anybody. Well, you don't have to shop there. Yeah, it's true. But it feels like a forced if you're one of the people that's not wearing them and everyone is trying to shame you because of it. It's so divisive, all of this. And you could just see people freaking out. They're so scared. But asking someone to please wear a mask while you're in my establishment is not the same as shaming someone. No, it's not. But when you have the reaction of other patrons in the establishment... Just like, you know, with that woman at Trader Joe's, that's when it starts. It feels like well, people are trying to force The only them. person I heard making any noise about it was the woman who wasn't wearing the mask. <laughs> well, you've only seen us. We haven't seen the entire. Uh, we don't know. Can't judge it on a little breathing clip. problem. But you know what? If they're asking you nicely. Please wear a mask. If you're going to enter our establishment and you don't want to wear a mask, you don't have to go there. It's true. Meanwhile, a guy wore a uh, <laughs> a mesh mask, a mesh mask to Walmart. So he could breathe. I'm assuming because it's more breathable. Yeah. A guy in Florida, a man in Florida. Kind of like an Aaron Neville football jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Cut off. Wore a mesh mask to Walmart and claims no one called him out on it. And I guess he was just trying to prove a point that, you know, when it comes right down to it, it really isn't about safety so much as it is about compliance and said no one criticized him for it. I complied. I was a good little sheep. I had a covering on my face that doesn't protect anybody from anything. And because if you wear a mask, you're a sheep. You're in, not trying to be some people's minds. Yeah, yeah, you're not trying to be courteous or respectful or just use common sense and protect yourself or others. You're a sheep. One person said a word. Anything I do is going to come right through this mask, obviously, because this isn't a mask designed to um, be used in hospitals or anything. This is for I think it's for dirt biking, so you don't bust up your face. But the point is, is nobody looked twice at this mask because it's not about safety. What it is, it's just about compliance, right? I do appreciate people like when they ask, like, you know, I had some people come and pick up some furniture from my place over the weekend. They were very nice. They got out of the car and like from a distance, we all said hello. And they said, when they had their mask out, would you like us to wear masks? Mm-hmm. And, I was, and I was okay with them not wearing masks because we're not getting close to each other. We're maintaining six feet of social distance. So I was, mm-hmm. I was fine with that. I've been showing houses and I have my mask on and I say, do we want to do this or do we, you know, what are you more comfortable doing? And it's been about 50, 50. Yeah. Some people are like, yeah, you can take it off. It's cool. Other people are like, no, nah, I'm going to leave it on. I'm going into a stranger's house. There are some stores that, Jen, you were talking about how they have the aisles with the arrows. Yeah, the one I was at where I've, yeah, they don't do it. They took it away. Well, I noticed that the stores that I 
have seen that have the arrows tend to have the more narrow aisles. Yeah, where there's not so enough that makes room sense. Really the ones with the wider distance. aisles. Yeah, but every now and then, like, you'll be shopping for whatever, and, you know, you hit a backup where there's three or four people kind of clustered in an area. And you got to pass. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't. I just wait. Do you? Yeah. Very patient. It's just oatmeal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. I you can know, wait. It's so interesting to watch. I mean, I have really good friends on both, you know, on extreme sides of both of this. The ones that are like not worried a lick about any of it and will hop on a plane or go anywhere without a mask and not think twice. And then I have those that are still holed up in their house and are terrified to go anywhere. Yeah. And I I completely see both sides. And I've got friends who are not so much worried about themselves. They're somewhere but in the they're middle. concerned about right. other people yeah. who may have underlying health conditions or. But would you say whatever. that they're still they're still buying in and believing those that are saying that? I would like to think they're just giving them the benefit of the doubt. And so with it. if you don't feel comfortable with me not wearing a mask. I'm more than happy to wear a mask put one if on. you would prefer, especially if you got, you know, something going on with yourself that yeah, makes, makes you, you feel vulnerable. Nervous. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you're not worried, I'm not worried. But I'll tell you what, one in four Americans say they'll never go back to the gym. Really? <laughs> yeah. The I've always been looking for. <laughs> never going back to the gym. <laughs> Even when the pandemic is over, they're never going back. <laughs> Just not going to risk it. <laughs> I will say we trained with our trainer outside during a little bit of the COVID time. Yeah. He had a little boot camp, you know, with like six to eight people and everyone was far away. And we were like running stairs at Nippert and running the, the track, at, you know, the local high school and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed the being outside working out. Yeah. So maybe that's, that's nice. a new concept. Maybe that's something Orange Theory could do or any of these. You know, gyms that do like an outside class instead of being in this little building. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Just a theory, just a, an idea out there. It's worth looking into. I mean, being outside is healthy for you in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Are you vigilant about wiping down the equipment, Tim? I am. I'm going to Orange Theory tomorrow morning, and uh, they pass out little little disinfectant. Moist ret- towelettes. Yep, and you do it, I don't know, about every 10 minutes. You clean off your thing when you move to the next station. And then they shut down the whole place between classes and do like a deep clean. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, there is such a thing. I, I've been hearing the term caution fatigue more lately. That's where people start getting looser about following the rules because they're just tired of following them. It is a lot. I mean, I find myself just to use the restroom here. I just had to use the restroom a few minutes ago during a break. And Everything you got to go through just, between just here the and there. automatic movement muscle has to, I have to stop and I have to think about it and I got to put on and adjust the mask in such a way that it doesn't fog, fog up my glasses. And mm-hmm. I'm fatigued with that. It hasn't become a habit yet. It's not a habit yet. No. Yeah. I think it takes 66 days to form a new habit. So you would think that we would, well, no, how long have we been back in the building now? Just since May 11th or something like end. that. Right. So we're not quite at 66 days. But yet. we get away with sometimes forgetting or shortcuts because 
We're on a skeletal staff, (laughs) so there's hardly anybody here. Most of the lights are still out. Yeah, the odds of you actually running into anyone between here and the bathroom are very slow. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.